Hi there, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is a weekly word. Thanks for spending a little time with me today. I want to talk with you about Pentecost. Uh, when this is being recorded, Pentecost is the upcoming Sunday, and um, Pentecost is a really important holiday, a holy day for the church. Uh, and when I say that, uh, I, I'm thinking pretty broadly here, uh, because uh, sometimes people call Pentecost the birthday of the church. I want to resist that kind of language uh, because it's not really true. Uh, because the church is all of God's people across all time. Uh, and that means that the church consists of those people in Israel who believed in God and believed in the coming of the Messiah. So when we look at the, the scriptures, everybody who comes to faith in Jesus everybody who comes to faith in God and his promises, uh, we recognize the work of the Holy Spirit there. And so when we look at the what we call the Old Testament in the scriptures, those are the people who were awaiting God to keep his promise of a Savior, which was fulfilled in Jesus. And now we, in the New Testament, uh, we with them live in trust of God's promises, looking forward to uh, what has not yet been fulfilled. We live in the forgiveness that, that he has won through his death and resurrection, but we look ahead to that day when it's finished and, and completed, and the Holy Spirit does his work to, uh, to keep us in that faith. So Pentecost, the holiday itself, is a kind of fulfillment of, of God uh, keeping his promises. Uh, this was one of the festivals of the Israelites. Uh, it had two themes. Uh, the one was that it was the middle of three harvest festivals. You know, and so first fruits were brought in and, and sacrifices of, of thanks and praise were brought forward. But it was also set aside as an annual observance of the giving of the law uh, at Mount Sinai remembering that account of the, the thunder and the lightning and the fire on the mountain and Moses receiving the tablets and bringing them down to the people. And, uh, and, and so uh, there's some neat parallels there when you start thinking about that, that Pentecost, uh, the first Pentecost for the Christianity, uh, because there is this great harvest. It's a harvest festival. Um, and uh, it makes me think of Matthew 9, uh, verse 37, where Jesus says, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into the harvest field. And it, it, you, know, you see this starting to happen as the apostles preach that day. And Peter gives this incredible sermon. And the people are cut to the heart. And 3,000 people come to believe in Jesus. 3,000 souls, it says, uh, are saved that day. Um, there's a, a quote from one of the early church leaders, a guy by the name of John Chrysostom, uh, and he says this, that uh, the time was come to put in the sickle of the word, and here as the sickle keen-edged came the spirit, of, the spirit down. In other words, the spirit came to get this harvest and, and to bring the harvest in. You know, so there, there is kind of this harvest idea that's connected to how we think about Pentecost even today. But there's also this connection to the, the, the law, the giving of the law, and, uh, and, and kind of a, a movement away from that. Uh, in Jeremiah 31, verse 33, 
uh, God says, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And I, I hear that, you know, I'm going to write my law upon their heart. And I think of Acts chapter 2, verse 37, that says, Now when the people heard Peter's sermon, they were cut to the heart. They, they were smitten by the law. They were struck down uh, as that sickle, in a sense, plunged in, as I mix my metaphors. Um, but uh, as Peter preached that word of the Messiah having come and him being rejected, uh, they were cut. They, they were sorrowful. They, they were sad that they had missed the coming of the Messiah. But as Peter preached that sermon, he also talked about Jesus' death. He talked about his resurrection. And as they became convicted of their sin, they also received faith to believe in Jesus as their Savior, as the one who died for them, the one who was raised for them and so that they could be reconciled to God and live in his salvation. And when we think of the giving of the law, um, when the Israelites were standing at Mount Sinai, it talks about how there was wind and, and fire and, and voices. And you think of these three miracles of Pentecost, that as the disciples gathered in the upper room, there was a sound of a great and rushing wind and something like tongues of fire appeared over their heads and they began preaching in different tongues. You know, when you, you look at the, the connections and the parallels, uh, it's beautiful. Um, at Mount Sinai, we're told uh, that they came to what may not be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken to them. And in Pentecost, you have the fire and the wind and the voice of God and the, the Holy Spirit delivers the, the condemning law. But here, with the fire, the wind, and the voices, they proclaim forgiveness and life in Christ's death and resurrection. And they long to hear more so that by the end of chapter 2, they're gathering regularly to hear the apostles preach and teach about what Jesus had taught them. And when I think about Pentecost, you know, a lot of times we, we really focus on the Holy Spirit, and that's right. We should focus on the Holy Spirit uh, and, and the work that he does. But the work of the Holy Spirit is really about Jesus. It's about delivering his forgiveness and his salvation to us. And, and so, yeah, Pentecost is about the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's not at odds with Jesus. He and Jesus are, are one with the Father, one God now and forever. And this work that the Holy Spirit did in that day, that he was doing even before in the Old Testament, creating faith in people, it continues. And uh, it's maybe not as dramatic as that, uh, that Pentecost when the, the church was gathered and 3,000 people were baptized in a, in a single day. But we still have all of the mystery and the power of that day as we proclaim Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit continues to do this incredible work in us to bring faith and eternal life. He calls, gathers, and enlightens you, me, the whole Christian church on earth, 
That's his work. To bring people to Jesus and to deliver his forgiveness and salvation to us and to keep us in that faith until Jesus returns and the Spirit raises the dead and we live forever in the glory of Christ. So Pentecost, it's a big deal. It's a really exciting, holy day. And I hope that you will get to church and, uh, and celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit this Sunday. Um, I want to just give you a heads up as we are heading into the summer here with a weekly word. I'm putting together a series of uh, 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 videos, podcasts, whatever you want to call these things, uh, on A Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I, I've become convinced that the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe is a, a neat tool to help teach the faith to children in particular. Um, but C.S. Lewis, the author of these books, he was brilliant, and he put these together in a way that appealed to adults as well. And, uh, and so across the summer, I'm going to go through the book, and I'm going to, the, uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and I'm going to focus on some of the themes in there that we can draw out in order to talk about our faith uh, with one another, with our families, with our friends, how, however that might be useful to you, and I hope it will be. Uh, but uh, I hope you'll come back next week when I do a little bit of an introduction for A Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Uh, God's blessings, and uh, go to church on Sunday. Celebrate the coming of the Spirit.